Hello and welcome back to the Monkey Business Podcast from Van Monkey. You'll probably be sick of my voice by now after the past few weeks. I'm Adam from Van Monkey. Today I'm talking to Luke Thomas Costas about the benefit of using LinkedIn for your business. Luke has been utilising LinkedIn more seriously recently. As an already successful business owner with his recruitment company, Passionate People, he's looking to gain more attention to his brand. We spoke about the role that social media can play as part of your business and how it's changed the modern workplace. Sometimes maybe we speak about social media and the impact more dramatically than we should, but Luke was overridingly positive about the impact it had on his business and other businesses. We can speak from experience at Van Monkey. Although being initially skeptical about the role that TikTok could play for a business, we've received a huge amount of traction and we're now over 10,000, nearly 11,000 followers just since May. Now we got off to a bit of a rough start with Luke, but things soon picked up since I turned the volume on. So, LinkedIn, Luke Thomas Costas, and me, Adam from Van Monkey. Wonderful. How are you? Can I hear you? She can hear me. You can't hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> I see you wearing a Van Monkey polo. <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. Fuck you. Get that on camera. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I'd just like to kick off with where did it all begin for you and how did you get to the position that you're in today? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I started working at a very young age, actually. I think I was 12. Need to check that. But uh, my mom got me a job in a local fish and chip shop. I believe this is illegal now to have these uh, early workings. Um, I then worked at Woolworths when I was 15 years old, obviously all during my education. Um, so I've I've always had, let's say, hard work uh, drilled into me by both my parents. I'm very, very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, my first real big break was after university. I started as a recruitment consultant at a company called Progressive Computer Recruitment. I'm very thankful that I got that opportunity because ultimately that's still what I kind of do today. So I started there in February 2003. I uh, worked there for six years. had a wonderful time, a wonderful career. Worked in Birmingham for two and a half years, then got the chance to relocate to Amsterdam where I worked for two and a half years. And then they asked me to go back and I worked with them for one year in London. So I feel as if I actually worked for three different companies, to be honest with you. Um, I learned my trade as a recruiter in many different markets, mainly working in the tech sector. So then when uh, the financial crisis happened in 2009, 2010, I quit my job. My parents were not happy with me and I ended up uh, starting for myself. So Everything that I kind of do is still, I suppose, related to recruitment or hiring in some way. I've now, uh, from being a recruiter again to running a recruitment company for myself, I've now moved into consultancy. That's my current company, which is Passionate People. Mm -hmm. uh, but in essence, we hire the best people or best developers in the marketplace and then you know, provide them to our clients, let's say. So it's still very heavy on recruitment. And then the other thing I do is we run really large conferences for developers. That's something I'm super proud of, kind of happy, happened by chance, but it's really awesome to run events for, for these wonderful developers. Have you always wanted to be a CEO? I had a quick look at your no, LinkedIn No, profile. I have not. I hate being called a CEO. I'm very, very glad that you brought that up. Uh, someone told... Uh, we got business advice actually from a company about three years ago that we need better titles. Um, I, I I don't think I ever have said that I am a CEO. 
if I'm asked what I do, I tend to just say uh, I work for a consultancy. I used to say I used to be a recruiter. Um, yeah, I get, I'm a bit embarrassed about that, to be honest, but it's on there because it does look as if we're maybe bigger than we are. Uh, my colleague Nick then is COO. I think it is important to have those titles when you run something like a consultancy where we have 100 employees. But for myself now, I just like to be the boy next door, to be honest with you. Well, it's, it's I mean, your list of influencers on LinkedIn. Yeah. I say 90% of them are CEOs. So is that yeah, maybe okay. something? I, I think it's more leader than anything else. I've got no problem in calling myself a leader or being linked to leadership. I think it's a little bit different. I'm certainly not a manager. Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, I don't know the last time I updated the influencers that I follow on LinkedIn, but I am into uh, famous people, uh, successful sports people. You see my uh, Jordan hat here. So um, mm -hmm. I really like great stories people that have won i actually my, my favorite stories are people that have failed uh time and time again but have never given up and then end up being successful so that's maybe why i've got those influences online and touching on success there yeah so if you found success and i'm talking that there are many different definitions of success to different people but most people think of it principally as financial yes after that what makes you carry on because you could say you know i've done this now i could just stop so what what makes you then carry on doing adam you're asking brilliant questions um i've known for a long time that i actually don't care about money i've changed how i say that because of my friend edwin hello edwin um he found that a little bit offensive which i can i can appreciate so actually what i mean by um, I don't care about money is that it's just not important to me. I can appreciate that we all need money. I'm very grateful that I have earned money and I do earn money. And I'm in a, let's say, relatively comfortable position. But what I mean is I have absolutely zero motivation for money. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very weird position to be in. It's been like this for a number of years now. Obviously, when you run a business, the metric is money. It is how much revenue you're bringing in, uh, how much profit are you making? That's that's. I don't just don't think that's going to change, but mm -hmm. it's not been a motivator for me for many many years. I can I can go back to when I was a trainee recruitment consultant. I remember getting my first paycheck. I remember that very very clearly. Uh, my first bonus paycheck. Sorry, so it's obviously based on commission. And I went to the bank and I just couldn't believe my eyes. I still have whenever I tell that story, I still get the same feeling. So please don't get the wrong impression. I've enjoyed making money over the years. But after that first one, I've made a few, you know, really nice commission paychecks in the past, and I didn't get the same feeling. For me, it was more about becoming successful, becoming an expert in my field, um, knowing that my customers think I'm good at what I do. That is way more important to me than, than, than actually money. Mm. And do you think, if we now move to LinkedIn slightly, yeah, do you think that LinkedIn is a way of demonstrating that almost? Yeah, I think I think to be honest with you, I've I've been into social networks and marketing for years. I'm not trained in marketing, but naturally, when you're growing different businesses, I'll take the conferences as an example. Conferences is very much a Twitter related, um, uh, or it's linked very much to Twitter. Uh, the speakers of those conferences are mainly on Twitter. Developers are on Twitter. 
uh, sponsors of the conferences are on Twitter. It's not really a platform that I've got into myself only uh, recently because of that. And of course, if you're going to run a conference, then you need to be on that particular platform. LinkedIn was the the one for me for many years because, of course, it was initially a recruiter platform. People might not like to accept that, but I'm sorry it was. You yeah. are going on to LinkedIn to be found by a recruiter and you recruiters predominantly use it. It's still the same today. However, it's a lot more heavy on content. So um, I was into Facebook. I got into Facebook pretty pretty early. Obviously, then you just follow the trends. Instagram, my go-to um, socially now is TikTok. I actually, uh, people find this quite funny. I don't listen to the TikToks. I just scroll through without well, without the sound on. But mm. I'm really into the 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 algorithms and how they work and why they take off. I find it fascinating, but. LinkedIn, in my opinion, really is the one. It was the one anyway for any business person for the last 10 years, to be honest with you. But it's, of course, exploded in the last two years. So yeah. if you look at um, my my own profile, we were really good at posting when we were starting our business, maybe five years ago. Then I kind of lost my way because obviously we focused on just running a business. I've started up again. And it's absolutely crazy. It's an opportunity for any business, for any person, actually, that wants to start out, utilize that platform. It would be the number one platform that I would choose. If you think about it, on Twitter, people are hiding. On Facebook, I don't think people are actually as engaged on there anymore. Instagram's the same as Twitter. Do you actually use your name? LinkedIn is the one place you are the person that you are. There's no hiding place. It's still a professional network. So that is the place to, to utilize, in my opinion, if you're a business owner. Mm. And I mean, I've noticed some of the, your, your posts recently on LinkedIn. They're, they're often maybe a take or a stance on yes. a, a topic which is mildly controversial even sometimes yes yeah yeah i agree yeah so i've used a, a personal branding company so i haven't been um on linkedin for for quite a while at least not from a posting perspective um and then i just kept seeing this uh, personal branding company called clout popping up and i just love their style so i reached out to them got in contact and i've agreed to to, to utilize them mm. ultimately the content is mine um, so we did a long form uh, podcast was the initial uh, starting point. That was a couple of months ago now. Flew into Lon uh, London. They just recorded me and then they came to me with a social calendar of the stuff that came through. Um, they would say that it's trending topics, but I tend to agree with you. It's actually controversial stuff. So yeah. I actually they were with me this this week was this yeah they were actually with me on monday and tuesday in amsterdam and i actually highlighted this that i'd like to tone it down a little bit mm -hmm. and actually try and be my authentic self a little bit more because i don't think you need to have it uh controversial for it to take off if you consider a post i did yesterday this is crazy adam and it shows every person and every business the opportunity they have on linkedin that's something that authentically i believe in which was a post about how people should be more appreciative that they're getting messages on LinkedIn. They shouldn't mm -hmm. be moaning about the fact they're getting messages on LinkedIn. They should be grateful that they are getting job offers into their inbox. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that haven't got a job. There's a recession taking place or around the corner. You know, just be a little bit more humble. 
you, you just turn off your notifications. You don't need to respond to me. You certainly don't need to get emotional about it. I find it quite fascinating. So that one was very authentic to me. I think if I it's tw over 24 hours now it's, since it's been posted, I've had 800 new LinkedIn connections. I've had 400,000 impressions on that post. So I decided in the evening uh, to start a newsletter, which I've been meaning to do on LinkedIn. I have 1,500 subscribers in less than 24 hours. Wow. If that doesn't tell people the opportunity they have on LinkedIn by sharing their thoughts, so take away the controversy, but literally just share something that you're potentially an, an expertise, your area of expertise. Yeah, it's quite mind-blowing, really, the, the, the opportunity it gives you. It's a great platform. And if, if you were to look at it from a very black-and-white perspective, yeah, what's the point you know what I mean? So what what do you aim to get from it? Yeah, so when I spoke to, to the personal branders, and even if you take them out of it and think of my own objectives, my business is running very, very well without me. I'm super <laughs> proud of that. Uh, wasn't really meant to happen. Kind of happened during COVID more than like a planning thing, but built such really good succession within our business now, and it kind of runs itself. But I, I just can't sit on my backside and do nothing all day. I'm like kind yeah. of a worker. So I decided to get back onto the platform. And I genuinely felt that by not posting, that would be myself and some of my colleagues, we could be missing out on an opportunity. So the objective is, of course, to get business in. My number one objective is to try and get uh, clients. So we think if everyone knew who we were, which is a JavaScript-focused consultancy, if everyone in the Netherlands knew that, we would have clients knocking on our door every day. Yeah. If you use Van Monkey as an example, I really believe the same. If people yeah. knew who Van Monkey were, I'm very confident you'd be getting leasing opportunities or insurance opportunities every day. So my objective is to try and produce posts online that, yes, get traction, that inevitably get a client knock on my door that I didn't have before. Yeah. It's not easy, but you know my objective is very clear. So if you think of the one that then um kind of exploded yesterday it's probably a bit more recruitment heavy however maybe there is benefit in all these recruiters contacting me now that could mean that i hire one of those to try and generate clients so yeah. you know you've got to look at it uh less narrow just look at it as you never know what's going to come in and i presume there's going to be some positive stuff that does yeah and i mean you mentioned tiktok earlier yeah um how do you i mean i know it's been going a little while but it's it's actually only really blown up very recently i think yes. covid probably had a big part to play in that yeah. um but how do you see that being utilized especially for businesses so yeah if you i, I love uh, the the topic of tiktok i'm 43 years old now i know i look fantastic adam i know you're thinking my goodness he's He's 43, looks in his 30s. But my group of friends then, of course, is completely anti-TikTok. It's like, oh, it's, it's rubbish. What are you TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform in history. The amount of users online is more than any other platform. You can't ignore this. What I find with new technology, new social media platforms, anything new, Everyone is very anti that, of course, at the start. You know, I imagine it's the same with EV vehicles or whatever. It takes longer for people to understand. There becomes a moment in time where people start to understand it. 
People are going to understand it in the next three months. I don't think it'll be any longer than three months. It's already showing people are going to understand it a bit more and then they're going to work out how can I utilize this to, to, to get eyes to my company. Again, let's use LinkedIn as an example. For, imagine if I, that was my first post yesterday. So my first post yesterday gave me 800 new LinkedIn connections. Yeah. So you need to think of TikTok the same. I don't know what content to produce. How can you do B2B? I I, I honestly have no clue, but it's going to happen. And yeah. once people start to do it, then obviously companies are going to copy it. I wish I could think of an idea at the moment. I, I don't, but I'm very confident that people are going to be on TikTok scrolling through and one day go, hey, there's a, a, a vehicle leasing company. I'm going to reach out to them and you get business from it. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I mean, we've because Van Monkey's TikTok account. I mean, we start. I, well, it it already existed, but we didn't really use yeah. it until May June, um, and since then we've got ten thousand seven hundred followers. So what? Yeah. So it's, I never it's knew been that. A, that it's is been a rapid, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's been yeah, quite a rapid incredible. growth. From I yeah. think we had twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just the tailoring it to a business perspective is what needs I to know happen. but I think that's where people go wrong again let's look at these metrics 800 new LinkedIn connections yesterday how many of them are going to be of use mm. you know like probably not a lot right but it doesn't matter you're growing your 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 potential market um how many of those 10,000 followers that Van Monkey has do you need per year to you know double your 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 revenue you know, it's probably not a lot. So yeah. I think people are underestimating this. Just produce content. You never know where it's going to come back to you. I, uh, for all the tools that monitor everything, I, I, I just, I, I believe that's a narrow way of thinking of it. If I, if I give you another example, mm. I'm just very, very confident that, you know, when we run a conference, we have got clients from that and we just don't know it. There's yeah. the clients don't approach us and go, hey, you 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 uh, run the conference and, you know, we read your website. And so we've reached out. We just get like, you know, you have a standard form. Hi, we're company X. We need a JavaScript developer. Can you help? And and we try our best. Like, so we speak to them. Where do you find it from? And you never really hear it's from a conference. But how do you not know that that was a developer that attended our conference that then told our boss that didn't need it at that time? And then when they did a search on LinkedIn or Google, our name came up. They recognized it in their head. It, you know, you, you've just got to produce content, com content that is useful to your or the, uh, content that tells your potential customer the problem that you solve. Yeah. That That's the trick. If you produce that content, this will come back to you. I'm very, very confident, and you would, and you may never know it. You just got to yeah. trust, trust it works. And uh, I think there's obviously at the moment there's a lot of focus on analytics, um, and it is important to look at the numbers. But there's so much that you can't actually measure, as you say. Like, no, you can't. Just word of mouth and all those yes. things that might may, may yeah. come from it. So, so, so our our business and and I uh, well yeah well our business is very much word of mouth, mm -hmm. apparently. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, okay, where was that word of mouth from then? Is that a conference? Is it an event? Is it a developer that you've worked with? Is it another client that you've spoken to? Like they never remember. And at a certain point, we're like, ah, whatever, Let's get the business in, right? Yeah. You just don't know where this stuff's coming from. You can't monitor it. 
Trust us. There's a company out there, I guarantee there's a company out there, probably in the DY postcode, that would pay you a lot of money for those 10,000 followers that you have. Yeah. I think so. So with social media in general then, so if you say that you've been working around since 2003-ish, um, yeah. how do you think the workplace has changed, if at all, um, through the use of social media and LinkedIn? I'd, I think there's a brilliant question. In two in 2003, I, maybe it was 2004, I remember someone in our office found LinkedIn and he got disciplined. I'll never forget it. They brought him in and said, no, you use our system. You don't go using this system and, and don't tell anyone else. And I only remember it now because LinkedIn's exploded. So I can only tell you this story in the last five years because it wasn't a story that registered. Mm. But, you know, I remember it very clearly now for some reason. It's fascinating. You would have on our systems, we, we would have an internet as well as an intranet. You literally couldn't search the internet. They blocked it off. And an intranet was the same. You couldn't, you know, search specific things. Yeah. It's phenomenal when you look back. And I remember uh, when I moved here to Amsterdam and then I became a manager, uh, 2006, let's say, I managed recruiters. And you would see someone on Facebook. Uh, and, and, yeah, I would go and tell my boss and they would get told off. <laughs> you, know, you just can't even imagine it now. This is just part of everyday life. It's... Yeah, it's 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 mind blowing the change. Yeah. So, what doors do you think it's opened? Yeah. So, if uh, recruitment is a great uh, example to use here, Rec recruitment used to be so successful on the company that you work for, so the brand name that you work for, the database that you had. So, mm -hmm. our cell was always the database. So as we place a candidate every 13 minutes, we work with 90% of the FTSE 100 companies, mm -hmm. and we have a database of 50,000 IT professionals. This was the cell. And people are like, oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Databases are out the window now. I don't see any value of a database anymore. Like why, what, if someone phoned me and said they have a database, I go, yeah, I've got LinkedIn. I've yeah. got Instagram. I can find whoever I want on Twitter. It's it's incredible the shift in that sector. Uh, if you look at some of the functionality on LinkedIn as well, because I really really like that stuff, especially for a recruiter. On LinkedIn now, you can tell the world that you're looking for a job. I I don't understand how uh, companies are paying recruiters to deliver candidates that are publicly saying they're open to work. I I, I find that just like like. I wish I had that in my day. Yeah. I'd probably be retired on a beach, Adam. It's just <laughs> the opportunities are just phenomenal now. I'll give you one other example, which I think is very relevant right now. Think of all these companies, especially in America at the moment, that are laying off people. You see recession all over the news. You see recession all over uh, social media platforms. Lots of people are being laid off. Mm -hmm. well, let me tell you about the development market. Uh, that's the uh, market, of course, my company works in. Yeah. These people post, they're looking for a job because they've been laid off. They get a job within 24 hours for more money. No problem. You think that all these companies, I think it's, um, was it Snapchat? I think they released like endless amounts of engineers. I think there was another company called Klarna, a big fintech. They've yeah. all got jobs. They've all got jobs straight away. Yeah. So, but previously, 
in the old days, that would be a real problem because it would be difficult for them to get their sales out to the market. So they would have to apply for jobs on job boards and then they'd have to deal with endless phone calls from recruiters, you know, all selling probably the same job to them. Yeah. You can imagine that some of them then missed out, but yeah, find it difficult to see how many of those um, highly qualified people are actually out of work for a, a lengthy amount of time. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and this is something that you've touched on in the blog post, I think, that recruiters uh, yeah. are one of the industry that gets quite a lot of hate or negativity thrown towards them. Um, I mean, now I trained as a journalist, so I can completely identify with that. Um, okay. But <laughs> so how do you think that translates? So you, you mentioned phone calls previously would be probably the way of contacting or maybe email. How do you think that translates onto social media? Again, with the accessibility that has that's a double-edged coin because you, you have you know people can message you and can say things that yeah. aren't so positive so how does how does that work yeah it's an interesting one i you know i was born into cold calling um mm -hmm. you know you're you're phoning candidates who have applied to your jobs you're then cold calling clients to try and help work on their vacancies and now it's just uh uh, maybe strategic is the wrong word, but it's just completely strategic approach. You can find your target clients on every social media platform. You can reach out to anyone pretty much that you want. You simply send a LinkedIn connection request. If that doesn't work, you can find them on Twitter. If that doesn't work, you can go on Instagram a lot of the time. It's, it's, it's phenomenal, really. I'd like to think that in most cases, uh, recruiters, are pretty respectful. I think if you're on LinkedIn and you're getting messages, then, you know, you should just be pretty thankful and humble about that. Yeah. But I can understand if someone's gone out their way to find you on Instagram and send a message, it goes a bit too far. But mm -hmm. I certainly don't know many recruiters that do that. I, I don't know any recruitment companies that train that. So I think that's just a little bit unlucky, really. You've, you've probably dealt with the wrong person yeah. rather than a recruiter. You know, yeah. so I think it's great for everyone. I'm sorry to say, I, I, I just can't be shifted on that opinion. The fact that I can, uh, I could relocate to, uh, or I could relocate back to England. I could relocate back to Starbridge. I could decide to be a recruiter. I could draw up a list of target clients that are probably recruiting, reach out to them. I can search every skill that I need to fill those vacancies. I mean, you know, I would presume that the, candidates are happy that i've approached them about a potential new job the clients are certainly happy that i've relocated back and i'm gonna fill their vacancies for them what a, what a great time to be alive yeah so again with with social media in the workplace um th there's been a, a lot of cultural shifts anyway so we've had like the, the gender pay gap and uh, yeah representation for lgbtq plus people yes um, do you think that social media has had a, a role to play in that or even even um, just injustices people feel at work? You know, if some, something's come up, someone said something to them that they don't like or whatever. Do you think social media has had a role to play in that? 100 percent. I've seen this firsthand. If you think about conferences, conferences is a, uh, an education platform, of course. It's an opportunity for people to share knowledge. And, you know, we've been advocating uh, diversity and inclusion from the very start. So we started in 2018. I think we had seven women speakers from a lineup of 15. 
at our first ever conference. Super proud about that. Actually, we were just trying to find the best speakers at the time. And then we started to come across a lot of women and we kind of went with it. And then we got so much great feedback because we were new to the game. We didn't really understand how important that was to uh, these advocates and leaders. Mm. And from there, yeah, we just have continued to push it. If you then compare that to something like passionate people, again, our model is we hire people and then, you know, supply them to our clients. Unfortunately, there was an issue when we first started again in 2018 uh, with women. It was it was hard to find really skilled women. And I I mean that in the sense of that that our clients would hire. Yeah. And it has just exploded in the last year. And we were able to make a difference, let's say, three years ago. I think we hired our first uh, woman engineer four years ago. I think we're up to to 10 uh, engineers now, which we're super proud of. And we, yeah, don't have trouble placing them, which was the case a few years ago. So no one's ever going to tell you that's a diversity issue, of course, but ultimately Mm. we knew it was. So I think it's really rapidly changing, especially in in tech. Um, We're really proud to be, let's say, advocating that. You can also talk about uh, diversity in general. We've gone from uh, hiring predominantly uh, Dutch people uh, because we were confident our clients would prefer a Dutch engineer that's here living in Amsterdam. Um, That's so 2018, I think from, I don't know, 20 developers, you know, at least 15 of those are Dutch. We Mm -hmm. hired expats, but they were here in Amsterdam if you fast forward to today from 80 engineers, I think 80. Yeah. I think we're about 80 developers. Now we've got 29 nationalities and we relocate people from India, Pakistan, Iran, South Africa. Um, Yeah. We're super proud of that, but equally, I think the, the, the world uh, has to take some credit for that or the clients in this case, specifically in the Netherlands, who've started to be more flexible and they're just looking for highly capable people. So yeah, it's good. I think it's, I think social media for sure is helping, you know, push, push forward some of these uh, tough topics to discuss. Yeah. And what, what's your plan for the future using LinkedIn? (laughs) I think I was always apprehensive about, sharing my knowledge to be Mm -hmm. honest i don't want to give my secrets away uh of which i think i have quite a lot um but i don't know why i I think you realize that if you do share your knowledge that's ultimately what the platform's built for these platforms aren't for just like posting Uh, i think it's also the same with you know old school facebook you know, was this really just a post? Hey, I'm on holiday. Look at this. No, it was to post in hope that your friends and your family also see this and you can potentially start a conversation from it. I think I think people need to remember that's what social media is for. LinkedIn is for that, too. It's to try to drive conversations from a selfish perspective. Then it's, of course, to uh, help our hiring. So encourage more developers to join our company and then, of course, to get more customers knock on our door. But again, if your objective is to get more customers and to improve hiring, then you should probably share your knowledge. 
So yeah. I, I, I intend to, you know, give some of my secrets away, share some knowledge, um, you know, give some insights onto things that I, I really believe in. And I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin now. Like I'm very, very proud of that, that I, I really don't care what people think. Yeah. I, 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 I believe that's the biggest issue for people. And I just genuinely don't, I care what my family think and my friends think, and that's about it. So yeah. I've got some really like outrageous comments from my post yesterday and I just find it funny now. So I think if you, if you can do that, you can just, you know, remember the objectives that you have for yourself, mm -hmm. then just understand people aren't going to agree with it. There's going to be some bad opinions. You're going to get your character torn apart, but yeah. they don't know who you are. Don't worry about it. Just post what you believe in. You'll be okay. Do you reply to any of those comments? Yeah. yeah. You will love this Adam. So someone posted, uh, uh, about uh, someone, I think someone wrote every time. So I quoted Anchorman. I quote, I said, uh, 60% of the time it works every time. I really found that funny. <laughs> I didn't get many likes on it, but I found it funny myself. So, yeah. <laughs> so, would that be your advice? So, to someone that isn't you, no, I think you know, like I, I don't take myself too seriously either. Uh, again, that's something I'm really proud of. Um, I have done, oh, you know, in the past, you know, I've taken offense to, uh, someone not liking me or someone, you know, stripping my character that doesn't really know me, but, um, yeah, I'm just a bit more confident on this now. Like I can, you know, look, look at my family and look at my friends. They know who I am. Mm. I'm pretty confident of that. So I try to, um, respond to, to comments that have their opinion and then just reinforce my opinion. Sometimes yeah. they're able to change my opinion. Of course, I'll highlight that. Yeah. But then to the ones that I just strongly disagree with, then, yeah, sorry, you're going to face a bit of uh, a bit of humour and a bit of backlash from me. What What would your advice be then to someone who, a business or business owner that, that isn't using LinkedIn or isn't using uh, any social media at all? Yeah, I think it's just such an opportunity missed. I think it's the equivalent of, you know, not having a website. I read that somewhere. It's the best example. Imagine you didn't have a website now. I mean, companies didn't have websites even 10 years ago. I yeah. think social media has more value than a website. Like, I really do. Like, I would argue now you don't need a website. Yeah. <laughs> you could just have everything in place on your social media handles and encourage them to send you an email or to give you a call. I really, really believe that. Um, so I think if you, again, if you consider the amount of connection, let's use LinkedIn, imagine the amount of connections that you can make. Like I do this often, I go on my phone, I do a search for uh, clients that use JavaScript and I find the people that work at those companies and I literally just click and connect. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's such a simple thing and you're growing your connections every day. If you then take that to the uh, next step, which would then to be post online, the more connected, the more people you're connected to, the more people then are going to see your post. And the 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 the, per, the next person to see your post could become your biggest client. It yeah. is that simple. So I'll give you another example, which probably is the reverse of this. Our co-founder, David, um was shopping in albert hein which is like going shopping in tesco mm. he saw his old boss uh from his previous company that needed a consultancy from seeing him in uh a shopping you know just doing his local shopping 
they are now our biggest client. Like, can you even imagine that? So David is connected with him on LinkedIn. So that client was one message away or one post away from, you know, being our next client. Yeah. But instead it was walking into a supermarket. So you've got to imagine that it's the same. Yeah. Like either one of those could have worked. Yeah. You've got to be re reaching out, posting online. You'll be amazed what could come back from it. Yeah. And what kind of, do you think this kind of personal, um, personal angle has always been there to businesses? Or do you think that's a new yeah, thing? I think personal branding's always been there. If you again, if I go back to recruitment, my company had very little value. So the company I worked for, Progressive Recruitment, one the still one of the largest, most successful recruitment companies on the planet, mm -hmm. were actually irrelevant because because it was me at Progressive. So the person buys from the person. Yeah. So I could be a progressive, but I could be a terrible recruiter. It's all about the individual recruiter. So I wish there was personal branding back in the day because like it would have just been exponential. It, it, I'll give you another example about posting successfully online. If I was a recruiter today, I would post every single placement that I did. You've got two posts there. You've got the post of the candidate that I presume is happy in their job. And you've got the post of your clients that I presume is happy they filled their vacancy. If you yeah. do that, if that's the only thing that you do, you will get lots more candidates coming to you and lots more clients. Yeah. It's just nuts, the opportunities out there. Yeah. Van Monkey is just an amazing leasing company. If I was in the UK, I would be using your services. I'm so sorry that I'm not. I hope you make it to Amsterdam, Adam. I really I'm, do. I'm sure I will at some point. Flying the Van Monkey flag. <laughs> <laughs> nice to speak to you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Nah, no worries. Good fun. Now, Luke's not exactly quiet or perhaps modest about his LinkedIn success, but why should he be? He's built up a network of over 20,000 connections, and he's also used it very effectively to gain the maximum amount of reach. You can't argue with the numbers. Utilising social media effectively for your business is incredibly important these days. It's easy to be sceptical and perhaps to put it off, but the reach can be enormous. Now, to come back to TikTok for Van Monkey as an example, we've received just under 160,000 likes in just under six months. Now, it's not just LinkedIn itself that has done this for him. It's the way that Luke has utilised the platform. It's the way that he's had an enthusiasm for LinkedIn. And that's what's made it a hugely effective tool for him to communicate and promote himself as well as his business. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind that I couldn't actually hear what he was saying to begin with, but that was my fault. Nothing to do with his LinkedIn communication skills. I'd like to thank Luke for his time and also sharing the information that he's found brutally, honestly, and bluntly. And I'd like to thank you for watching or listening to the Van Monkey podcast from Van Monkey. I'm Adam from Van Monkey, and I'll see you again next time.